Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The Floridian hates being in cold water. Who would have thunk it? Joe and Amber is presented <laughs> by Progressive Insurance. You can hit us up. On the Dr. Pepper call line, join the conversation here on Joe and Amber. Triple eight, say ESPN, 888-729-3776. This is day four of Joe and Amber, our first week doing this show. We'll be in this time slot with you every single weekday, 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern. We appreciate you checking out our show, hanging out with us. At the end of every show, we give you an opportunity to join the conversation. We play a little caller roulette, so we will be getting to that in about 45 minutes from now. Again, Triple Eight, say ESPN. We will want your hottest take. The hottest take a lot of people can give right now is that TCU is going to shock the world in the college football national championship. I haven't heard a lot of it, though, because I think when the odds opened on this one at Caesars, Georgia was a 13-point favorite. Is that right, Joe? I don't know if you 13, have it in front 13 of you. 13, 13 and a half, depending on the book. So, yeah, look at you. You're coming along nicely. Hey, it's because you've been rubbing off on me over these last four days. Trying to brush up a little bit on the uh, betting lingo, if you will. I'm glad I, I pulled that one off. So we're learning. We're learning together. What are Georgia, the absolute worst things to pick up by the way it's not like I'm picking up <laughs> fitness from you you're picking up gambling from me congratulations from you. Yeah. Uh, it's the way the world's moving um, I'm here for it it's a lot more fun frankly in yeah. many ways so Georgia heavy favorite here over TCU of course would be a huge accomplishment for Georgia if they're able to win two in a row we haven't had a back-to-back for quite some time but they might have their hands full with TCU because Georgia's coming off of a game as well where they already had their hands full do you have more confidence or less confidence confidence in Georgia coming off of that close win over Ohio State. I like Georgia. I like Georgia in this one. I don't think you have to play it right now. I think the spread might come down a little bit more. It's sitting 12, 12 and a half. Maybe it dips a little more and then we'll see it pop back up. You're not going to get to 14, I don't think, like you did earlier if you like TCU. I think the worst thing that happened for TCU is Georgia playing a really tight competitive game to Ohio State that they almost lost. If Georgia had rolled Ohio State I think that's better for TCU. I think it's possible they come in with a little bit of swagger, a little bit of arrogance, and you can catch them off guard. But they know exactly what they're up against. They just watched what TCU did to Michigan. They got their teeth kicked in defensively against Ohio State. So I think it's all hands on deck coming into this game. TCU is going to have a really tough time replicating what they did to Michigan in this game. Here's what I mean by that. In order to get past Michigan, they had two pick sixes, They held the Wolverines to 3 of 15 combined on 3rd and 4th down. The Roman Wilson touchdown that should have been for Michigan was in fact ruled down at the 1-yard line, and then Michigan immediately fumbled after that play. Early in the game, the Wolverines are trying that stupid Philly prop special to score early on the first possession. They get stuffed and lose yardage on it. Michigan got away from their game plan early. They're a smash-mouth physical team. They didn't play that way. TCU was able to take them off their game. I don't see that happening with Georgia. I think the Bulldogs get them in this one. I'm with you that I think that 
I'm even more confident in the Bulldogs because of how they ended up winning that game against Ohio State. It felt like, okay, they really got tested. They really hadn't been tested much this season. They went into that fourth quarter in that game against Mizzou down 10 points. Like that was really the last time that they faced the kind of adversity that they faced against Ohio State. They clawed their way out, of course, against Missouri. They barely clawed their way out against Ohio State. But I think that means that now you get a Georgia team that has been tested and isn't going to be overlooking TCU. I kept telling people I would love if I had actually had the take that TCU was going to beat Michigan. I did not have that take. However, I was telling people, don't sleep on TCU. This game's going to be much, much closer and much better than people think because I thought that TCU offense, that air raid offense, was going to give Michigan some problems. Michigan really hadn't seen anything like it all season long. And the running back for TCU said after the game, um, Demarcado, he said that we're the fastest team that they faced. And that he said something to the illusion of, you know, they, that they weren't ready for it. And I think that there's some truth to that. They, they like, didn't realize the pace of play that TCU was going to bring and the speed that TCU was going to bring. But I don't think that that that's what put them over the edge. For me, the whole reason, though, that I had Michigan ending up beating TCU was because I didn't think that Michigan, that TCU defense was going to be able to hold up. And that's what I was so impressed by in the semifinals was really the TCU defense. I've seen Max Duggan. I've seen that offense. I've seen them do those crazy things. It was the stuff defensively that you just mentioned that TCU did. And some of that, yes, was Michigan shooting themselves in the foot. But they got into the red zone three times, right, in that first quarter, was it? Or first half? Uh, Against with Michigan did against TCU in the first half, they got into the red zone three times and couldn't get it done at all because that TCU defense comes up, shoots, uh, shuts them down and also comes up with some big takeaways. That was the side of the ball. I was most impressed by. I just don't see it happening again. You know, I like, I want it to happen. I mean, that would be the story of all stories. I am an sec girl. We do this weird thing in the sec. I'm a Gator. We do this weird thing where we like root for other sec teams, even though like we hate Georgia, it's this really weird thing, but we want the sec to have a tie. It's weird. I'm not even going to go down that path though, this season, even though typically I would be like, all right, cool. Another champ in the sec. I want the TCU story. I'll be rooting for TCU. I just, I just don't know if Georgia's not going to be prepared for this. For this, First team. of all, as a Gator fan, of course you're going to root for Georgia and Alabama because you need to latch onto them like a barnacle okay. on a ship uh, yeah, to be I, like, yeah, the SEC, we're the best. It's a four-day run for us. You, know? you guys we aren't contributing anything Show's to that canceled. cause these days. Okay, so thanks, you, you, of course, should be rooting for Georgia. Um, <laughs> TCU was 200-1. to one to win the title before the season started. Like this would be one of the all time long shots to come through. One of the all timers like Kurt Warner's uh, greatest show on turf Rams. The year they came out of nowhere and won the Super Bowl, They were 150 to one before the season started. This team is 200 to one. Like this is a true rags to riches story. Sonny Dykes wasn't even the coach of this team last year. Gary oh. Patterson. Has anyone asked Gary Patterson how he feels about this? He was at TCU forever. The minute he leaves, they're in the national championship game. Max They've Duggan wasn't even the run. starter at the beginning of the season. Yeah. I mean, they have had a remarkable run through a schedule that every single week has put them in what feels like a high leverage, high intensity game. This is the the biggest that they're going to face, obviously. And I just go back to thinking about when Georgia needed to get up for that Tennessee game and they were laying eight, nine points in that game. And everyone's talking about, here comes Tennessee. Here comes Tennessee. They're going to be able to get them. And Georgia held the best offense in the country to like 10 points and completely shut that team down. 
That wouldn't surprise me if it happened here. That Georgia defense is going to be on high alert after getting shredded by C.J. Stroud in that game, which, by the way, do we think Max Duggan can do that? Because Stroud completed 67% of his passes for about 350 yards, four touchdowns, no turnovers. He had one of the best games any quarterback has played all season long. That's what Duggan's going to need to do in order to hang in. He's not, and he's probably not going to be able to do that. I mean, in that game against Michigan, not the most accurate, right? 14 of 29, 225 exactly. against Michigan. He did a lot of dancing. He did a lot with his legs to win that game for them against Michigan, but he wasn't so accurate through the air, and that's going to be a very big problem against that Georgia defense. Coming up next here on Joe and Amber, is it a big deal that the Jets are starting Joe Flacco in Week 18 over Zach Wilson? We'll tell you what's a big deal and what's not a big deal. That's next. This is ESPN Radio, and listen to us on the ESPN app. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. We are dancing our way into a little segment that we like to call Big Deal or Not a Big Deal. It's making headlines. Extra, extra, read all about it. But is it a big deal or not a big deal with Joe and Amber? For for our first edition of Big Deal, Not a Big Deal, we bring in our producer, James Steele. What's up, James? Hello again. How's everyone doing today? Hi, James. Hi, Joe. All right, so this is big deal, not a big deal. I'm going to give you a topic. You're going to tell me if it's a big deal or if it's not a big deal. Pretty, uh, pretty simple, I think. 
It just sent, it says it right there in the name of the of the of the, of the little <laughs> and, uh, thing. And I still need. Boss still had had follow up questions. Uh, in yeah, the I, I needed like a ninety second pre show meeting, and then I also <laughs> needed a meeting right before we did the segment again. I needed a refresher. It's okay. We're 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 gonna get there. Okay. All right. So first one: the Jets are starting uh, Joe Flacco in Week eighteen, and Zach Wilson's gonna be the backup. Is that a big deal, or is that not a big deal, Amber? This is not a big deal because this Jets team is dead in the water. It's not a big deal because neither of these quarterbacks are good quarterbacks. It's not a big deal because, frankly, it doesn't matter who they start in Week 18. Now, I think it's odd. I don't know why you wouldn't start your number two overall pick and, you know, give him some more experience if, in fact, you plan on rocking with him in 2023 because, by the way, you're just so committed. Remember Robert Sala said, Joe, just a few days ago that, like, he's so committed. I can't remember what the exact quote was, but he's so committed to Zach. You're so committed to him that now you have him as the backup to Joe Flacco. That ain't commitment, Sala. But overall, not a big deal because the New York Jets aren't playing for anything. See, I think it's a big deal for all the reasons you just made, all the reasons you brought up. Zach Wilson is not playing when he needs the reps. Robert Sala just kept talking about hell or high water. We're going to do what we need to do to get this kid ready. Well, here you go. Here's an actual way to get him ready. It's a football game on a Sunday against a divisional opponent in which he can go out there and play, wait for it, football. And the Jets are like, no, that's not going to help his development. Playing football is not going to make this guy a better football player. What's going to make him better at football is not playing football. All that's telling us is that they're planning to move on from him in the offseason because they don't want to risk the injury here. So I do believe it's a big deal because they are signaling that it's the end of the Wilson era after about 20 minutes. We never want the end of any Wilson era. Yeah, see how easy, <laughs> see how, see how easy that was, Joe? That. Big deal or not a big deal? All right. Uh, so the next one, speaking of a Wilson, uh, Amber Wilson lives on an island away from all of us mainland peasants. Uh, big deal or not a big deal, Joe? It's a very big deal because I was under the impression we were probably compensated somewhat close since we're doing the same job. And now that I find out she lives on an island and I just live in suburbia, I am wildly disappointed in everything that's taking place behind the scenes. Although I'm very impressed and I'm very happy for her to live on an island. I mean, Johnny Depp has his own island and uh, Richard Branson also has his own island. So True. for you to be in that company, uh, congratulations to you. I, I can't wait to come visit sometime. I'm just one notch below Necker Island, which I believe is Brant's <laughs> island. Uh, n- uh, well, I would say that if I lived in Las Vegas where you live and simultaneously lived on an island, then it would be wildly impressive. And then you really should be considering the difference in our bank accounts. But in Florida... Everything's an island down here. So it's still impressive. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I'm not taking anything away from myself. I live on an island. It's nice. There's palm trees. There's sunshine. It was 70 degrees outside today. But in Florida, we've got a lot more islands down here than you do where you are. I stand with middle America and everyone who's cold right now listening to her gloat about her sunshine. (laughs) I stand with you people. Yeah, go back to your island, Amber, okay? Uh, (laughs) All right. Uh, The next one, Genevion Clowney gets sent home after telling Cleveland.com that he's 95% sure he won't be back with the Browns next year. Big deal or not a big deal, Amber? (sighs) Uh, Caught her off guard. You did catch me off guard. Well, here's the thing. Do I think it's a big deal that he got sent home because he told? It's like he told on himself. I don't think it's a big deal that he's not going to be potentially back with the Cleveland Browns. I guess 
if in fact he's getting in trouble for telling on himself that he's probably not going to be back for the Browns and now the Browns are, are salty and that he's actually talking to the press in that manner, then I suppose it's a big deal. But this whole Brown season has just been, I think, even more of a dumpster fire, Joe, than any of us expected. I mean, we knew they had problems because obviously they're waiting for the Deshaun Watson era to really begin there at that quarterback position and he was suspended for so long. But I think we all thought that it was going to go better than it did. It's not a big deal because this is the trajectory of his career, unfortunately. When he came out of South Carolina and he was the number one overall pick, there were such ridiculous expectations. Like, he looked like such a freak. We thought he was going to take over the game. The next version of Lawrence Taylor, the next Reggie White, something along those lines. He has never had a double-digit sack season in his career. He has recorded 14 sacks over the last four seasons, and it feels like it's always somebody else's fault. He's been in Houston, he's been in Seattle, he's been in Tennessee, he's been in Cleveland, and it never seems to end well. I mean, the guy's getting paid. Good for you. Congratulations on getting your money. But based on what we were all hoping for and what we all thought coming out of South Carolina and what we've seen, definitely not a bust, but definitely didn't come close to living up to those expectations. All right, uh, next one. Uh, LeBron James sat down with our own Dave McMenamin, and uh, he said this. I need to be on the floor with my boy. I got to be on the floor with Bronny, you know, either on the same uniform or, uh, you know, a matchup uh, against him. But I I would love to um, do the whole uh, King Griffey Sr. Jr. thing. That would be ideal for sure, Being, being with him, Spending a full year with him in the same uniform, that would be the icing on the cake. You can hear more of uh, that interview on the 1030 Sports Center uh, later tonight. But uh, big deal or not a big deal that LeBron is doubling down, that he wants to play with Bronny at some point in his career. Joe? Big deal. I think this is awesome. This is absolutely awesome. It means James is going to continue to try to play for a few more years. There were some stats up on the NBA Countdown show with Greeny and Stephen A. and Jalen and Wilbon earlier. Uh, showing guys that are in their like 20 plus season and like what their numbers were and what his numbers are at this point in his career versus Kobe and some of the other greats. It's incredible what he continues to do. So the opportunity to play with his son, I'd love to see it. Why not? I would love to see it happen for LeBron James. We talk a lot about what Tom Brady does to keep his body right and not enough probably of what, what LeBron James does. I mean, certainly his age some certainly we finally seen him get a little bit injury prone here very late in his career, but it's remarkable. He reportedly spent a million dollars on keeping himself up and you can see it with that production that you just mentioned in his late 30s all of that being said this is not a big deal (laughs) this is not a big deal but we're gonna make a big deal out of it we're gonna make a big deal out of it because it's LeBron James because it's a nice story it's not a big deal because I don't even know if Bronny's gonna be good enough to get into the NBA nevertheless end up on the same team as his father and yet What he's doing here is helping his boy out, right? He is helping him out. He is right now increasing his draft stock and the likelihood that he will, in fact, get drafted to one of these decent teams that LeBron would even ever fathom being a part of. So it feels like to me that he's helping out his son. His son's not projected to be a number one by any means, right? So he's helping his his, his son, and his son still has time here to develop. 
But, you know, it's it's certainly not a given. Also not a big deal because I think what we're what he's doing is he's also allowing himself an excuse if he does in fact start aging. Right now the production is phenomenal and remarkable still at his age and boy does it need to be because apparently Anthony Davis never wants to play basketball, so he still has to carry that Lakers team. But if he does decline here over the next couple years, we'll give him a pass because we'll be like, oh, well, LeBron's hanging around the league because he wants to play with Bronny. You know, so like it's okay. Like we'll stop caring what the numbers are. We're just going to care about his presence. Overall, I'd say it's not a big deal. For yeah, them. nepotism. Ever heard of it, Amber? Uh, real quick, one more. Coachella headliners, Bad Bunny, Blackpink, and Frank Ocean. I've never heard of two of them. Uh <laughs> <laughs> I've heard of all three of them. Um, unfortunately, I, I, for for Blackpink, I've heard of all three of those somehow. Um, and yeah, sure. Uh, no, not a big deal. I, you can miss me with Coachella. I like Bad Bunny, though. N- not a big deal. I, I don't know who any of them are. I never really you listen know who to Bad music. Bunny is. You I'm know really. I'm really odd, really odd. I listen to some jam band fish stuff, but mostly I listen to sports talk radio like my whole life. I can't tell you the names of songs. I know nothing about music. It's very odd. I do also listen mostly to Sports Talk Radio. Wow, we are both nerds. And we appreciate you, though, for listening to Sports Talk Radio. Joe and Amber, every single weeknight here, 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any 8-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature 8-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Joe and Amber is presented to you by Progressive Insurance. Amber Wilson and Joe Fortenbaugh. We are rounding out our first week on this show, 7 to 9 Eastern. Every single weekday we will be in this spot hanging out with you. We appreciate you for listening. We also like to do a little thing on this show that we call earning you some pizza money. Let's get to it. Pizza money alert. Pizza, pizza. Tomorrow on ESPN, the Tennessee Titans and the Jacksonville Jaguars square off in a winner-take-all for the AFC South crown. Everyone's going to be lining up on Jacksonville. Not this guy. Give me Tennessee plus the six and a half. Mike Vrabel, during his tenure as the head coach of the Tennessee Titans, when given nine or more days of rest during a regular season, nine and one straight up. 9-1 9-1 and one against the spread. He is a fantastic coach, and he knows how to prepare. I know that the team's banged up. 
But Joshua Dobbs at quarterback does have another week in the system under his belt. Derrick Henry's expected to play. And with a very low total in this game, a low over-under, the bookmakers are pricing this as a low-scoring game, meaning those 6.5 in your pocket are far more valuable than they would be if the total were in the 60s or the high 50s. So pizza money number three here, Friday night, January 6th, Tennessee plus 6.5 over Jacksonville. We all circled on our calendars before the season, week 18, Titans at Jaguars as the must-watch game, right? We all had that the one. Game. That was the game, and we all knew it. We all saw this one coming. You know what's, what's funny is it's actually it is the most expensive regular season ticket that has ever been tracked for a Jaguar, Jaguars game. Really? Ever in How history. How about that? It is that big of a game. Obviously, a must-win game for both of these teams. The Tennessee Titans are severely injured. I agree with you. Vrabel's a great coach. Obviously, Henry's had a great season. But the Jags feel like the much hotter team. This is the story of two teams that have headed very different directions over the last six games. The Jags have really been clicking. Trevor Lawrence has proven that he was, in fact, worth a number one overall pick, at least so far. And it feels like there's no reason to think that his trajectory is going to stop anytime soon. I'll ride with the Jags at home on a sellout crowd for their most expensive ticket ever in their history. So a big deal there in Jacksonville. Let's move around the league. What's next? Lions at Packers. Lions at Packers. Joe, this is an 8.20 p.m. kickoff on Sunday. How do you feel about this game? The Green Bay Packers have to win it to get into a postseason. The Detroit Lions, well, they're not playing. They're not. They're, they're done, right? The Lions are out. Right? No, they're right? they, or they No, they still, that's right. They could be out. That's they don't the their own desti- They don't control their own destiny. Correct. I really want to bet the Lions in this game. I would love to bet the Lions. I would love to take the four and a half. I think the entire world is going to bet Green Bay, but there is a problem. And it's the fact that this is the Sunday night game. And if Mm -hmm. the Seattle Seahawks, who are six point favorites over the Los Angeles Rams, beat the Rams before the Sunday night game, that eliminates the Lions. Oh, that's right. The Seahawks win. The Lions are out before they even get an opportunity to take the field. Shame on the NFL for putting this game at this time. That is very unfair to the Lions. So it's almost impossible for me to take Detroit knowing they might have absolutely nothing to play for once the game kicks off. Aaron Rodgers and the Packers have been very good as of late. I know you're a big Rodgers stan. I'll turn it over to you. (laughs) Uh, The NFL wanted to see the Packers in primetime. Like, that's all there is to it. I forgot about that component of this story when it comes to the Detroit Lions. The problem also for the Lions is that these games don't tend to go well for the opposition when they are in Green Bay in the you know first couple weeks here of January. I, I do think that you're going to be talking about a Lions team that might not have anything to play for, and even if they do, it is a Packers team that feels like Aaron Rodgers plays best when his back is against the wall. For whatever reason, these guys, these older guys, these these quarterbacks that are some of the greatest of their generation in order for them to really get up for it they need their back against the wall Aaron Rodgers certainly has exhibited that this season it has worked out in his favor here down the stretch I guess I will choose shocking to everybody I know the Green Bay Packers in this game let's go at a girl let's what's next Jets at Dolphins oh the Jets at my Miami Dolphins sunshine and palm trees uh 1 p.m on Sunday. How do you see this one? My Dolphins have to win it to get into a postseason. New York Jets aren't playing for anything. 
wild, wild. You also need the Patriots to lose to the Bills, just to I make know. sure that's clear. Right, you are not winning in, in Miami. Uh, you are not winning in. But they have to win in order to get into a postseason. Correct. This is <laughs> a fascinating a scenario with the point spread because Miami opened as a three-point favorite. Then it was announced Skylar Thompson was going to start, so it swung all the way to Jets minus one and a half, which was insane. Why should the Jets be laying points on the road when they're eliminated? They're terrible. They lost five straight, seven of nine. And then all of a sudden it gets announced that Flacco's going to start, so it swings all the way to Miami, and now Miami's back to being a three-point favorite. Value's gone on that, but if I was going to make a play at all, I would play the Dolphins here. I just can't reconcile the following fact. Why would I believe the Jets are going to show up in this game with nothing to play for when last week they had everything to play for against the Seahawks and they couldn't be bothered to put on an effort? They scored six points. They got blown out. It was their fifth straight loss. So why would they care this week? Dolphins win the game. I'm obviously going to rock with my Miami Dolphins here. I'm very nervous. I'm always nervous when we're talking about the Dolphins in either the month of December or the month of January. So that's problem number one. Problem number two is what you mentioned. Skylar Thompson's under center. Nobody not named Tua Tungvaloa has won a game for the Miami Dolphins under center this season as a starter. And oh, by the way, his backup is Mike Lennon because they just signed him and resuscitated him in order for him to come and be a backup in this game. I don't feel confident about that situation at all. I do not feel confident. Confident about Skylar Thompson under center. However, I hope that Mike McDaniel relies on that run game, and I hope that Dolphins defense shows up against a Jets team that should not show up because, like you said, they ain't got nothing to play for. That Jets O-line is terrible. We should be able to pass rush them. We should be able to get this win, no matter who is under center for the Dolphins. My golly, if we don't, it will be mighty embarrassing. What's up next? Patriots at Bills. Patriots are at the Buffalo Bills, 1 p.m. Eastern. Joe just mentioned it. I need the Bills to beat the Patriots for the Dolphins to get into the postseason. But also the Bills just need to beat the Patriots because we're talking about seeding implications potentially here, Joe, but also because it's the Patriots. It's a beatable Patriots team. The Bills should be able to get this done. How do you see this one going? Patriots haven't beaten anybody this season. They're 8-8 eight and eight with wins over the Lions, the Browns, the Jets, the Colts, the Jets, the Cardinals. Miami last week, but no Tua. They did beat the Steelers back in week two, but that was with Trubisky. That's a far different story than with what Kenny Pickett has developed into. I mean, it feels like the Bills are going to be riding a very emotional wave in this game. Hamlin getting healthy, having a FaceTime with them today. Hopefully that puts the players at ease so they can take the field. They can have their focus. They can feel confident in what they're trying to accomplish. I would side with the Bills here. I think they'll be able to handle their business. I'm not sure if there's a whole lot more to it than that. I just haven't seen a whole lot out of New England's offense to make me think they're going to go to Buffalo and handle this game with Mac Jones at quarterback. Yeah, a New England team that's still technically in it as well, but I'm with you. I think the Bills are able to get this done. I think that the encouraging news that we've gotten each and every day about DeMar Hamlin, I think the fact that he was able to FaceTime his teammates, maybe that also allows them to be able to focus on this game some moving forward, which otherwise would have probably been a very impossible situation because they would have been solely focused on him um, and his health. So I'm guessing Buffalo is able to get this done. What's next? Ravens at Bengals. 1 p.m. Eastern matchup in Cincy. Uh, This game has interesting implications now because it already had seating implications But also now it has coin flip implications because of the rule change here coming off of the DeMar Hamlin situation. How do you see this one going, Joe? 
So it's a bad spot for Baltimore because they have so many guys that are banged up. This was a seven-point spread, and then it jumped to 10 earlier today, which kind of gives you the indication that Tyler Huntley might not be ready to go. So it could be Anthony Brown at quarterback. The Ravens have been abysmal on offense. Over their last five games, they're not even averaging 14 points per game. They've topped 17 points one time in their last seven games. The offense has been MIA. I wonder if there's something going on behind the scenes. It feels like some people are thinking Deshaun, or, um, excuse me, Lamar Jackson is good enough to play but doesn't want to play because he doesn't have the long-term contract, so he's not going to risk injury. I wouldn't blame him if that's the case, but it just feels like something isn't right with Baltimore. Got to lean to Cincinnati here. I think the best bet is Baltimore's team total, meaning the amount of points they score in the game is 14 and a half. I would bet under that in this matchup. Uh, I would put my money on Cincinnati as well in this one because of those things that you mentioned. The Lamar Jackson situation has turned into a weird situation there, but also because the Bengals, I think, will be extra motivated now. This would have been a seeding game anyways, but they'll be extra motivated because we already know that they were the one team that had a problem with the new rules that were just adopted coming off of the situation from the canceling of that Bengals-Bills game. And so because of that, the Bengals need to win this game so that the home field does not come down to a coin flip in a wild card situation. And so I think the Bengals are going to be extra motivated in this game to try to avoid that scenario that they're, frankly, apparently a little bit upset about. Finally here. Giants at Eagles. This matchup comes your way Sunday, 425 p.m. Eastern. The big storyline out of this one, Joe, is that Jalen Hurts may or may not be under center. The Eagles still vying for that top spot in the NFC. We don't have clarification on whether he's going to get the go. The Giants are already in the playoffs. Nothing happens here for them. How do you see this one? So Hertz is listed as questionable. It's a 14-point spread. Philadelphia needs the win for the one seed. I think the Giants are going to rest everybody, get them healthy, get them ready for the playoffs. Congratulations. You're locked into the sixth seed. You can't go anywhere. Question is whether or not Philadelphia shows up and puts on enough of a show to cover the 14 points. I think if you feel that Hertz is going to play and that you think the Eagles show up, maybe bet them in the first half. I think maybe they could jump on them early and then call off the dogs late in that game. In terms of playing the spread, I got nothing for you there. I'd say Philly wins, but... That's not really saying a whole lot when you're picking a team that's a 14-point favorite to win the game outright. I actually would be really careful with putting Jalen out there, frankly. I know you want the one seed. You're going to be playing against a Giants team that isn't going to have any starters out there. So presumably, Gardner should be able to get it done, right? I mean, he looked good against the Cowboys, not so good about against the Saints. So, But presumably, you have a viable backup quarterback that should be able to get it done in that situation against, again, a Giants team that shouldn't be playing anybody because they should be saving themselves for the postseason. I don't know if that's how this is going to go, though. It sounds like if Jalen can go, he is going to go. Coming up next here on Joe and Amber, your chance to give us your hot takes. We want to hear from you. Any sports topic or David dating advice. If you want dating advice from Joe Fortenbaugh, sure. He'll give you that as well, but any hot take, any sports topic that you want to discuss, hit us with it. Triple eight, say ESPN, 888-729-3776. We play a little game coming up next called caller roulette. It is a Friday night here on Joe and Amber. Amber Wilson and Joe Fortenbaugh with you. You can follow him on Twitter and across social media at Joe Fortenbaugh. You can follow me as well at Amber W Sports. We are going to play Caller Roulette in just moments. Hit us up on the Dr. Pepper Twitter feed and on the Dr. Pepper call in line. 888-SAY-ESPN-888-729-3776. That's how you get in touch with us. That's how you give us your hot takes from anywhere in sports. But first... 
Let's earn you some pizza money. Pizza money alert. Pizza, pizza. A lot of dogs today, and we're going to do it again. Give me the Rams plus six over the Seahawks on Sunday. What? The Rams have nothing to play for. The Seahawks are trying to get into the playoffs. A lot of times when you have these situations, you get inflated prices because everyone's saying the same thing. Well, the Seahawks are playing for the playoffs, and the Rams don't care. They've been eliminated. So maybe we have some value going with the Rams. Remember something. They don't need to lose this game. They don't have an incentive to lose because their first-round pick belongs to the Detroit Lions. So they might as well go out there and see what they've got with Baker Mayfield, who's 2-2 two and two since taking over for the Rams. Meanwhile, Seattle. Six points is a lot to cover for a team who's two and five over their last seven games. One and six against the spread. Could be a very close one. I want the six in my pocket. Give me the Rams plus the six over the Seahawks. Some surprising stuff going on on Pizza Money today. Hopefully it'll turn things. Yeah, ugly picks. Hopefully it'll turn things around for our Pizza Money record this week. Now. Let's get to some caller roulette, shall we? Triple eight, say ESPN 888-729-3776. We love to hear from you. Let's spin the wheel. Don, Don is in Dallas. Don, what do you have for us? Amber, thanks for the call, Amber. Hey, I just wanted to say, uh, everybody's been saying about how fairness doesn't matter about the playoffs. Coach, uh, uh, um, uh, Harm said, uh, well, just, just get in the playoffs. That's all you need to worry about. Don't worry about what CG got or what, you don't play at home or whatever. Then if that's the case, if somebody got a losing record, like, well, a bad record like Tampa Bay, that's a division winner. Why should they get a home game when somebody else got five more wins than them? That's going to be a wild card. They got to go to them. And so if that's the case, they should just go on the road because they got a worse record. So it does way- matter. Well, it certainly it does matter. I, I guess I, I'm guessing Herm Edwards is just saying, you know, it shouldn't matter to you if you're playing the game. Like the players aren't focused on where their seating falls. I would say that maybe Joe Mixon's post on social media suggested otherwise, right? When now the Bengals could find themselves in a situation where even though they have the better winning percentage because of a coin flip, they might not get home field. And Joe Mixon put out there, hey, I don't love this. This is not how this is, should have been handled coming off of that cancellation of the bills Bengals game. And so I would say that players are in tune with where they end up in terms of home field advantage. I do like one point he made there. I'm tired of average teams winning crappy divisions, getting home games in the playoffs against wildcard teams that win 12 games. We can do away with that. Division winners can still go to the postseason, but once you get to the postseason, start seeding it according to wins. Dallas should not have to travel to Tampa Bay because the Bucks won their division and the Cowboys didn't. The Cowboys have won a bunch more games than Tampa Bay has, even though they did lose to Tampa Bay to start the season. They, they did, and we'll see if they end up doing it again. Harry is in Oklahoma City. Harry, thanks for the call. What do you have for us? Speaking of, speaking of that game with, uh, with Tampa when Dak went down, listen, guys, you can say what you want to about Dak. I think that he's playing really well, and uh, you just look, Joe – you remember who, who our Cowboys had those first couple of years after Troy left? Uh, who, who was it? Quincy Carter, uh, an overrated and an overdone Drew Bledsoe, and uh, uh, you know over the hill Vinny Testaverde, Chad Henney was even in down there. Oh yeah, he, he's not doing too bad, considering, and he's got a great record against the the rest of the NFC best. That was not the, the NFC least anymore, baby. <laughs> NFC beast, baby. Best. 
the, the <laughs> NFC beast. Uh, thanks for the call, Harry. I, uh, I, I That's the rare Cowboys fan willing to defend Dak. I do think that they're too critical of him. I think that they are too harsh on Dak Prescott. But I also think that comes with having the star in your helmet and playing quarterback for there. He, he's That's a very reasonable take when you do consider the fact that you had a lot of lousy quarterback play for a pretty good stretch there. He did conveniently leave Romo off, and Romo was pretty good. I know everyone's going to go nuts. Romo never won a Super Bowl. Romo never did anything in playoffs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Romo's still a pretty good quarterback, so... I know he left him off, but that you're right. All things considered, you take Prescott over a lot of the other stuff that's out there right now. I very much upset our producer James by forgetting to spin the wheel before the last caller. I better spin yeah, the wheel no, this time yeah, as well, he what's roulette without the wheel. He, Come as on, he continues Amber. to scream yeah. in my ear to spin Chaos, the wheel. Otherwise. Let's spin it. Paul. Paul is in Charlotte. Paul, what do you have for us? Uh, first of all, I want to say thank you for involved. You've uh, helped pay my phone bill a few times this football season. And um, I just wanted to say, if you have one game and you got all, you got, uh, you know, one game to win and you need to win this one game, you guys can sleep if you want to. But I'll take Bill Belichick and the Patriots to go beat the Bills. And if you remember back in night after – a very emotional 9-11, the Yankees lost to the Diamondbacks. So uh, very emotional weeks can uh, inspire you to win, but you can also lose. That's true, and they could be drained emotionally, and nobody would blame them for that. I'm sure it's been very hard to focus if you're the Bills on practice. It is Bill Belichick that we're talking about. It's just those players that I don't, that I don't trust. I mean, the Bills are just so much better than the Patriots this season. He's calling from Charlotte. He should be talking about the 51 points the Hornets hung on the Bucs in the first quarter tonight. 51 wow. to 28, they outscored him. And on top of that, that's what Joe Fordenball does. He pays your phone bills. I'm a humble guy. I don't <laughs> like to brag a lot. I'm not about Sounds me. Like yeah. But you will learn that I pay lots of phone bills as we do pizza money. Except for not pizza money. You, you don't, pizza money is so, 0 and 5 to start. I'm, we're going to be dead 0 broke and, here in 0 a minute. 0 and 5. No pizza money. Uh, we're hoping to turn things around today. We gave you three pizza monies today. We're trying to make for it up for it all here on Joe and Amber. One week down, Joe Fortenbaugh. Let's do it again next week. Same time, same place. Talk to you guys 7 p.m. Eastern on Monday.